Bubba and Bryson and Justin and Ricky and Brandon. Wow. What a day at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for being here. Another great day at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, some really cool golf. Kind of a weird day, right? I mean, Brandon Grace goes out there has an amazing day, uh, 64. We saw two 64, 364s yesterday. Has a hole-in-one, which was pretty impressive, especially if you see the uh, dialogue between the, his caddy and, and Brandon. It says that the caddy was like, hey, you know, I, you know, it's 193 yards out, and the caddy says, hey, I think it's just a, a flushed 8-iron. And I thought, my word, it would have to be downwind, downhill and a you know fairway made of asphalt for me to get an eight iron to go 193 yards but that's what uh, Brandon Grace was able to do and and put it right in so at, at, at least for part of the day he was he was leading but it looks like uh, Ricky and Justin have come roaring back up pretty fascinating um, Justin looked like he was way out ahead and was going to sort of kind of lap Ricky a little bit and then Ricky kind of caught on fire there in the last little bit and that's been unbelievable right uh, birdies looks like he birdies 12 birdies 15 birdies 16 which the crowd must have been right at this time of day Woo! sheets to the wind there so they must have enjoyed that and then a birdie on 17 and he's playing 18 as he right now and he's in the short stuff so We'll see how that turns out for him. But it looked like Ricky was basically uh, sleepwalking through this round, missing a lot of putts, playing okay, but missing a lot of putts, put himself out of position a few times, but fought back. And now here he sits with an opportunity to take the lead. So really impressive play for sure, uh, for sure. Yes, yeah, some of the um, most interesting things coming out of the round today, I thought, were some of the comments you've seen that, sort of Bubba Watson coming back out and playing a little bit better, but definitely look to see that he uh, is putting differently. And so went and did a little research and found out, found an article on golf.com talking about how he is actually discussing the putting stroke with Bryson DeChambeau, which is that not the oddest couple in modern day golf, right? Bubba Watson, who is kind of a homegrown swing kind of a guy, Never really had a teacher, just sort of watched everybody else and, and then just lets it fly. He can curve a, you know, he can curve these golf balls that are not supposed to curve like nobody's business and just a very natural feel player. And uh, one of my favorites, obviously, he's the guy that I watched when I went septic and was in the hospital on death's door. Uh, if it wasn't for Bubba Watson winning the uh, Masters, that one night, I don't know if I'm still sitting here. So Bubba Watson, very entertaining player and, and uh, very interesting then for me to hear that he has been implementing Bryson DeChambeau's putting stroke. And we know, we remember that Bryson kind of went through a few iterations of a putting stroke there for a while, trying to find one that worked for him. And uh, one thing that we know about Bryson is he he put it, uh, had a lot of 
uh, technology and feedback in order for him to determine what stroke was best in putting on a really good stroke. My caution, I guess, for Bubba would be just because it works for Bryson doesn't mean that it's going to work for Bubba. Bubba's a very different player. So I don't know if Bubba is going to take the time, nor if do I know that if he embraces technology at all to check to see if this method actually is the best method for him and how he, his putting stroke, uh, which can get a little loose at times. So obviously, you know, positioning the club up against his forearm would be helpful when you have a loose stroke like that. And based on his comments, he's saying it feels really, really solid from 15 feet in. Um, but he had a few three, three putts that he blamed on just kind of feeling uncomfortable with the lag putting. So the feel from that, anytime you take um, your hands out of it, you lose a little feel. There's just a lot of feel when you use your hands. And depending on, you know, what you're trying to do, that may or may not be a good thing. So be interesting to see how that goes. And uh, it looks like I, I read that they have planned to kind of get together at Riviera to have a little putting lesson. So it will be, uh, it'd be interesting to see if Bryson can strap on some of his technology to, uh, to Bubba. I don't know if he would ever really even allow that. So that would be an interesting situation for sure. But very, very cool. And then one of the things that I found interesting, they always talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open as being a, you know, a zero waste tournament, you know, the greenest tournament on tour or something like that. And so I, I wanted to sort of figure out what they meant by zero waste. I, I hear it. I get it, right? You hear that, oh, you know, it's about essentially zero waste means nothing goes to the landfill. And so how they do that is they've got those recycle bins all over. You've got half for the paper and plastic and you've got half for whatever, I guess, goes into compost and they recycle everything. So essentially nothing goes to the landfill and that's the big goal on this sort of zero waste. I thought to myself, well, that I, it's impressive. I mean, we're as golfers, we love the environment. We love to be out and a lot of what uh, golf course su superintendents have done and agronomists have done over the years is figure out ways to create grasses that are still excellent surfaces to play on, but need less water, which is great. Need less fertilizer. Also great, right? When we're talking about, you know, downstream. So all of that's really cool. So the, the concept of this zero waste is important, I think, to golfers. I'm surprised that the, the Waste Management Open is the largest event that is zero waste. So obviously some congratulations to them for figuring that all out. And it's obviously a huge undertaking for everybody that's there, especially because this is the largest attended tournament on tour as well. They just have over 200,000 visitors watching this tournament. But over the course of the years, and they've re-upped they've re now for another 10 years, I guess they've been zero waste for the last seven years. And essentially... They have processed or recycled or made sure that 6.4 million pounds of what would normally go into the landfill, and it's hard to get our minds around what 6.4 million pounds is, but it's a lot. We can agree that it's a lot. Has not gone to the landfill, which I think needs to be applauded. I think that we should be good to the environment whenever we can. And I think the waste management and, and golf in general does an excellent job doing that. We should pat ourselves on the back. But this is pretty impressive 
it'll be interesting to see if more tournaments down the line don't do a better job doing this. So that was kind of one of the things that uh, I learned that I had not learned before about the Waste Management Open, this whole idea of zero waste. And then the last thing, I don't know if you saw this, but if, if you've got a moment, definitely do it. If you go to the Golf Channel's website, there's a story with uh, Gary Woodland. It's the coolest story. As part of uh, the Special Olympics, Gary Woodland got together um, with this little girl named Amy and brought her out to play the 16th hole with him uh, in the practice round. And she uh, hit the ball really nicely, cute little swing. I, ha I had an aunt who was Down syndrome. So uh, Special Olympics and, and Down syndrome is close to my heart. These are such sweet, good people. And anyway, he, uh, she, hits, she hits her tee shot into the sand, blasts a beautiful shot out of the sand that completely, he was playing with Matt Kuchar, completely blew both of them away. And then she just absolutely holds the putt for a par on the 16th hole during the practice round. There were still a lot of folks there watching the practice round. It is the cutest story in golf this year so far, and I'm guessing will be forever. And they showed that she tweeted out today a thank you to Gary Woodland. Really, really cool. It's the part of golf that doesn't get talked about, a much, about as much as it probably should. How much good golf does for all of these charities and how good these players are to their fans and to groups like the Special Olympics. I think it's when, when you have this kind of level of fame and influence to use it like this, Gary Woodland just became a superstar in my mind to take time to do this. It's one thing that I've loved about Jordan Spieth and how he treats his sister. It's beautiful to watch. It's the human element of golf that makes it more special than a lot of the other sports that we participate or watch, you know, as entertainment. So really, really cool day. Awesome to be uh, watching this. Hope you're enjoying it as well. Um, definitely, we're going to look into this uh, Bubba Watson thing and figure out what he's doing. I'm doing a little research right now on that whole stroke to try to understand it and figure out and the benefits of it very soon. But other than that, a feel good Friday. Definitely go and check out that uh, story with Gary Woodland and Amy. It was really cool. Have a great weekend. And remember, always better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.